I assure you that I hope you guys enjoy every time I die. I know they're my intro music, um, and I know it can be kind of insane and rowdy right off the bat, especially if you're a first-time listener, uh, but it's a song that's very near and dear to my heart. Every Time I Die is a band that's very near and dear to my heart. And, you know, I, I feel like the lines in that song, I assure you that hell is not a myth. We all vacation there. That is powerful. Um... I almost forgot the lyrics for a second, and that's why I stalled on that one. But anyways, every time I die, my intro, uh, love those motherfuckers from Buffalo, New York, another great group from Buffalo, New York, uh, along with Griselda, that has been a uh, recent topic here. Uh, shout out to the guys in Griselda, shout out to Matt Muscle White and George Von Zoom and all the guys that were talking hip-hop with me, and all my friends and all my listeners, how are you again? It's our first solo episode of 2020, a whole new fucking decade, can you guys believe that? Can you guys believe that we are in 2020, um, and it is the not only the dawn of a new year, but a new a new decade. It almost feels like a new cycle, um, you know. In a lot of my a lot of my episodes closing out the year, I discussed change and how I think uh, a lot of us are going through that. A lot of people are experiencing it, whether or not they're embracing it or. Uh, or resisting it is, is one thing, but there is change that's going on. Uh, I think it's deeper than just like a social or cultural or philosophical, it's all of it, all of it. Everything's changing, or maybe it's just me. It might be me. It might be my own little little changes that I'm I'm uh, acknowledging that I'm, I'm coming across, uh, which is something I want to talk about today, identity crisis. I know that I'm kind of monotone, but it's it's uh, 8 o'clock at night. One of my roommates is asleep. I'm in the Middle Earth Studios here at my house, and um, I had a long day today. Got off of work. was supposed to record this episode this morning, but I was waiting for some feedback from a couple of people, um, and we're getting into it. We're getting into it, and I'm, I'm glad to be uh, doing this again. Uh, I have to say that I'm fortunate to be doing this, um, and it's been just a blast. And I appreciate you guys for continuing to listen. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to the Common Chaos Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian Kern. And with new years come new changes, baby. And we got one. Uh, we are officially back into the sponsored podcast category. Um, it is an honor to announce that we that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fightback CBD. That's right. Fightback CBD. We've got a CBD sponsor, guys. We've been working on it for a second. I've been talking to a couple of different people about it. Um, you know, obviously, it's the thing to do in the podcast world. Have a CBD sponsor because it's a product that's booming right now, uh, and it is helping a lot of people. And I don't want to seem hipster. I don't want to seem uh, cliche. I don't want to seem like I'm one of a hundred thousand podcasts out there with CBD sponsors because this is different CBD ladies and gentlemen this is Fightback CBD Fightback CBD is an Austin based CBD company that is small batch handcrafted and delivered straight to you with 100% satisfaction guaranteed that's right Fightback CBD um, 
all they have is the tinctures, guys. They've got a regular version and a night version, 600 milligram bottles. You drop a couple drops in your mouth under your tongue, just like CBD is done, and you're good to go. It is 100% organic, 100% THC free. Uh, its ingredients are simple uh, derivatives of CBD. So you have CBD, CBG, CBN, CBC, terpenes because we're dropping it in your mouth, uh, essential amino acids, that's it. Oh, it does have MCT oil in it too. So if you take too much, you might poop yourself. But um, yeah, you can't take too much of it. I use this after I train, uh, whether it be jujitsu, weightlifting, anything. Uh, I take it and uh, it definitely helps with uh, inflammation. It definitely helps with uh, my so I thought that it was helping me sleep. I take it before I go to bed. Uh, I generally work out at night or like midday. So come nighttime, if I'm stretching or if I'm rolling out or just relaxing, I'll take a couple drops when I take my vitamins and other things before I hit the hay. Um, and I thought that it was giving me a little bit of. I thought it was helping me sleep, you know. Um, but they have a night version that includes. Bear with me because he sent me the ingredients. Uh, shout out to Justin. Justin trains at Sinister Jiu-Jitsu, by the way. I'm going to have him on the podcast next month. Uh, and he's going to talk about CBD and talk about uh, his product and fight back and what they do. Uh, and what's really awesome about these guys is they support several different uh, athletes within the Austin, Texas area and around the world. I believe they just had somebody compete in uh, in Worlds, ADCC Worlds, if I'm not too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm getting to the ingredients. Sorry, the Cowboy Cerrone mcgregor promo popped up and we're talking that while i'm searching for these ingredients let me tell you guys what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about very briefly my recent uh trip trip to vegas uh, i feel like vegas always has to be mentioned uh again to ufc 246 i know i just mentioned it but we're going to give a breakdown of the main card uh specifically uh detailing the cerrone mcgregor fight very excited about that uh i want to cover identity crisis or crises um and there's a couple different topics I want to go off on there. So we're going to talk about an identity identity crisis. Um, we're going to talk about the circle for literally a minute. And that's all the time I'm going to devote to it. But I feel like I have to touch on it because it's a big thing right now. And a couple other minor topics we'll touch on at the end. Anyway, guys, Fightback CBD now has a night version. And it includes lavender, chamomile, and organic flavoring infused with melatonin. Uh, so you're getting the kick of melatonin plus CBD uh, which might be an additional bang for your buck. Uh, you're probably wondering what you get from this, right? Here's what you get. If you go to fightbackcbd.com or to their Instagram, actually, uh, and that is just straight fightbackcbd, uh, if you do want to go to their website, you are going to go to fightbackcbd.com, and they're going to send you some. Right now, you get 20% off using the promo code CHAOS. That's right, baby promo code chaos c-h-a-o-s and you save 20 percent off your order uh send them a message say hey listen to you on the common chaos podcast giving you a try uh and they ship anywhere in the country guys so if you're uh they may even ship all over the world i'm not too sure i'll validate that but uh they ship anywhere in the country uh i i send it i send this to my mom to my friends it's great stuff recommend you guys trying to check them out fight back cbd all right cool got that out of the way feeling like a goddamn professional over here um yeah, so went to Vegas recently for my anniversary. Uh, if you're a follower of my Instagram, my personal Instagram of Brian of Death, uh, that's my. I, I go on trips and I fucking broadcast it to the world just by making stories with my girlfriend. We just do shenanigans and document it all, and it's a good conversation starter for a lot of the topics I talk about on here. And it's just a way for fucking me to bug you guys some more. So uh, went to Vegas recently for my fifth anniversary uh, with my lovely girlfriend Rebecca. 
uh, shout out Tired Girls Club podcast. And it was a great time. Went and saw Zumanity, which was this just like sexy acrobatic uh, display of just shit that I would never be able to do. Um, so that was awesome. We had some amazing food, gambled, didn't lose any significant amount of money. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, Vegas is fucking crazy because weed is legal. And you can literally just stand on the corner, beer in one hand, joint in the other hand, cop behind you, not have any problems. Very weird to be around uh, 24-7. It never stops, obviously. So that was interesting, but nevertheless, a great fucking time. There was a buzz in the air almost immediately uh, from touchdown, and that was because, obviously, the Conor McGregor-Cowboy Cerrone fight uh, that is happening tomorrow, UFC 246 main event, that is taking place in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, so that was fun to kind of get the glimpse of that. All we really saw was like posters and, and, and promotional stuff for it, but you could feel it in the air. People were excited to be there. People were excited. Fighters were getting there. Obviously, week, you know, week of weigh-ins, week of the fight. Um, so that was cool to be around just in Vegas, having a great time. It was kind of slow. It being January, the beginning of the year, everybody's probably back home, you know, recovering from the holidays, getting back into the grind. New year, new me, all that kind of stuff. And it was a good, good chance for me to uh, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out and go have a good time with my girlfriend. Um, something that really stuck with me while I was away before we, um, you know, because before I left, I didn't do any solo episodes. Uh, I, I was just guests. So I haven't really been able to, like, spill my mind and my thoughts. And uh, I really just was like, man, I don't really need, I'm not going to try to take anything back for the podcast. I'm not going to try to force anything. Um, but something that I took mental note of, and I'm going to bring it up because of another, another thing, another asterisk over here, right? But uh, one thing that I noticed is that how many people in Vegas looked like people that I already know? And I have a feeling it's not just me that experiences this. I feel like people uh, all over the world experience this. And I think there's a thing for it where people actually look alike, like very similar features. And I'm not being, I'm not meaning that you can look at somebody and just tell like their ethnicity or their background or where they're from, what part of the world, what country, anything like that. No, like I could have swore I saw three or four people that looked identical to people I know that don't have siblings, twins, whatever, that may make me think that it was them. Uh, and maybe it was them. Maybe I'm, oh shit, maybe it was them. I didn't think about that till right now. Maybe it was the actual people that I know. In Vegas, I mean, obviously people go to Vegas just to, oh fuck, maybe I was just recognizing people then. I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> a idea a week after I got back. Um, so, but I did notice that there were several people that look like people I know. And I started thinking to myself, man, is this, is this the, uh, is this the, the, what's it called? Is this the fuck? Why am I having such a brain fart right now? The simulation. Fuck. Everybody says we're in a, in a simulation. Is, is, is that it? Just copies of people? Like, the 7 billion of us, okay, there's probably only so many different combinations that a person can look like, right? You know, physical features and widths of eyes and roundness, you know, and statistically, like, when you look at 7 billion people, there's probably, like, a lot of probability to have, like, a, uh, you know, there's, like, a 10% chance there could be similar shapes to noses and eyes, and but to have it be almost identical and it not be, like, a twin or a relative... Oh man, that's crazy. So it got me just, it got my brain going. And of course, I didn't want to try to force anything on that because I was, you know, high half the time I was there. So I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, but I get back 
And like two days after being back, a banger of a podcast comes out featuring two of my really good friends and two former guests of this podcast, Knives Monroe and my buddy Trent Knox. In fact, they were both on last month. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go on back and listen to them. Um, They did a podcast together that is about something completely separate from from people uh, looking like one another. And this is a part of the identity crisis topic I wanted to talk about, by the way. Um, but at one point they didn't, Trent, who has mentioned this several times, and I think he's, he might've even mentioned it on my podcast before, but, uh, he sees people constantly that look like people he knows. And he's even brought it up to my attention before where he's like, Hey, that guy kind of looks like you. And that girl kind of looks like Becca. And it's funny because they're like a couple and you guys are a couple. And I can see how like they could be mistaken from you in like a, an area. And you know, I always, whatever, Trent. Fucking whatever, dude. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That's always how I, that is how I've always responded to him. But then I was noticing in Vegas, I'm like, holy shit, there are, I'm noticing people that look like me. And then they brought it up again and it clicked. And I was just like, fuck, I got to talk about it. So spinning this back to an identity crisis, uh, there's either some weird thing going on on the planet where people do really look like each other and you do have a doppelganger hanging out somewhere and you just got to find them. Maybe. I don't think there's any like notable recorded records of that happening you know, so who knows if that's ever going to happen, and if it's even a thing, uh, but when Trent talks about the, hey, he and her look like you and Becca, or whatever, I mean, he's comparing people that are similar in characteristics, maybe your mannerisms, or their, uh, maybe the role that they're playing in a certain scenario, so if you walk into a restaurant, and, you know, Trent's real familiar with me and Becca and our relationship, and he's been around with us, and he's a, he's a very close friend of ours, so for, you know, it's common for maybe me and her to go into like our personal lives around Trent and talk to him about that. So maybe if he was to go into a restaurant and see another couple, uh, you know, that was just fucking ridiculously like good looking and then like super funny at the same time, just kidding. (laughs) But if he walked in and saw a couple that was like maybe engaging in a conversation about their lives, he might say, Hey, that's, you know, he might be seeing a trend in couples or in something. He might be picking up on that. And I think that that, I think that that transcends into how people actually act. I think that there's probably some really weird, deep-rooted, <clears throat> like, identity issue going on. Um, and, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I feel like I feel it at some, sometimes, you know? I don't know. Not that I... I don't think I have an issue of, of who I am or what I stand for or what I am or anything like that. Uh, but I've definitely like struggled to search for that and I've struggled to, to find that in me and, uh, you know, discover new parts about myself and become comfortable with those parts of myself, I guess. And, uh, you know, I think people that don't do that or that maybe haven't been able to do that, you know, they're, they're going to maybe just mimic what they see. I mean, you do it when you're younger, right? I did it. I, I do it now, probably. I, I look at me. I'm trying to be Joe Rogan. What the fuck? Like, I mean, there's something about my identity that clings to other aspects of other identities that I see, right? So I'm sure that my identity and who I am is a conglomeration of a bunch of different things. But what happens when there's, like, no individuality, right? What happens when, like, your individual self, you, your own being, isn't like what you want to project out there or what you want to share or, um, 
you know, in, in Knives and Trent go into that discussion and they talk about finding yourself and finding what your passion is, you know, a topic that me and them have spoken about ad nauseum. And it's, you know, it's a topic that I think is very powerful right now because it's what people are doing, you know, especially people like Trent, Knives, myself, you know, I made the comment the other day that now that I'm in my 30s, I'm noticing all my friends that are around my age or from my era um, are all of a sudden finding themselves too. You know, and like they are similar in age. There's a, a, a now more than ever. There's this emphasis on being like successful and uh, sh- killing it, fucking making it happen. Not on that level. Get it? Mm. You know all that shit. Uh, and I think that people resonate with that, and that's good because it motivates people and it inspires people. But at the same time, it can cause a lot of like dissonance and cause a lot of people to just lose themselves in the process. And I think that's what we're dealing with, people. There you go. I solved the problems of the planet Earth. Uh, uh, this is also cor- uh, correlated to the circle. So here's my minute on the circle. Go ahead and time me. I'm timing myself. Boom. The circle is a sh- reality show on Netflix that pits a bunch of people in a social media style game where they get to vote for the most popular person. The most popular person out of these, like, I don't know, 12 people, however many people it was gets a hundred thousand dollars now you make a choice you can either be your genuine self in the group you don't meet these people face to face or have any type of physical interaction with them you don't see them or know who they are all you know them is through their social media uh, icons and profile which is this circle setup um you can either be yourself or you can be a catfish and you have to make it to the end every week somebody gets voted off or gets blocked and their demise comes and it's over um i didn't want to give it any time Becca texted me yesterday and said that she was like six episodes deep. I get home, I catch like the tail end of like the ninth, seventh or eighth episode, ninth episode, and I caught like the last three. I I gave in, I watched it all. That's my opinion about it, but I think that it does have something to do with people's identity crisis. Um, I'm done talking about the circle, by the way. Now this is back to the identity crisis, but I may mention the characters in the circle anyways. The circle's fine. Watch it. Make your own opinion about it. Mm, it's meh. That's my opinion about it. I just don't want to give it too much time on here. Uh, it's not bad. It's not the worst show out there. Definitely better than 13 Reasons Why. Give it a shot. Um, you know, but in this show, the, you know, given the option where you don't have to be your true self and you can kind of play this game with people, which people do in real life. Obviously, Catfish is a real show. Catfishing is a thing. Uh, internet. Celebrity is a thing like being a celebrity over social media as an influencer whatever it is uh that's so ingrained in at least the american culture uh in really the world let's be honest but i don't mean like all-encompassing the world you know but it's a fucking it's just a part of so many people's lives every single day and from this from just social media and this uh hyper connectivity to one another uh you have this like you have policies being made in government. You have security, uh, like issues, and uh, just security is now being focused on in terms of like your internet security and your cyber security, right? Like that's a whole new aspect that the internet's brought along. Social media is a whole new aspect that the internet's brought along. Uh, being able to connect instantaneously, but at the same time, like build yourself and your community and and your your wealth all just through like a a screen and being able to connect to literally anybody at any time it's fucking just ah, it's so much and i think within that you're getting identity issues 
And there's certain things that I think highlight those, like the circle. The circle is something that says, hey, we can exploit, you know, the social media aspect, the catfish aspect, the the be yourself aspect, because that was the message in the show. The message in the show, almost in a cliche manner, was, oh, you need to be yourself. And that was like the revelation of the episodes or the, the, the genuine parts of the episode was when somebody took down the fake profile picture and put up the real one. And then everybody was like, oh, you were genuine. You're so beautiful and so brave for doing this. And it's such a great time. Ah, you know, but then you have the people that were there the whole time as themselves and were preaching, you know, hey, it is about being yourself. And sometimes, yes, the ones that do need to discover that, you know, that's important. That's important that they did discover that, and it's important that they were able to find themselves. Uh, but to have a show based on it, and it's just it's pointing something out, and I think that that's something people aren't ready for. Um, and it goes into how people portray themselves in public, and then you lead to things. Uh, you know, you lead to situations where like a Trent will walk in and immediately have like a perception of something just because of what he's accustomed to viewing and consuming. And probably because what the people are trying to, you know, portray, you know, like, and people do that. It's a weird psychological thing, right? When you try to be something you're not or like impress people. I do it. I dress up and get classy and fucking I'll kiss ass if I have to kiss ass. I don't know. I don't know if I really kiss ass, guys. <laughs> I fucking, I don't know. I do a podcast. That's all I do. Uh... What else am I talking about? So that's my uh, identity crisis. Hey, guys, if you have an identity crisis, I think the way that you can fix it is by first um, listening to Thrice's album Identity Crisis. Uh, it came out in 2000, and it is a solid banger. That's not going to help you, though. No, if you have an identity crisis, I mean, I don't know. you got to do some soul searching. There's different ways you can do some soul searching. Um, maybe do some drugs. Maybe... I don't know, talk to a counselor, uh, maybe stop doing drugs, maybe get a better job, maybe change your friends, maybe eat a pizza, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think if there is anything that's like just fucking with me lately, it's an, it's identity and uh, how there's just, the, there's no, I think, clear path to developing identity either. I guess that's something else that I wanted to point out. I don't think there's a blueprint out there that says, hey, here is how you find yourself. I don't know. I don't know how how to find how someone finds themselves. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm going to find myself. I'm going to go, what? You're right there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand it. But I get it at the same time because I've felt lost. I've felt lost before and I've felt, I feel lost now. I honestly don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guys. Like, seriously, I had a fucking shitty day today. <laughs> like, a fucking, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have a fucking drinking problem because I'd probably be a bottle deep already. Like, I don't understand. And I can't help but laugh at it all because that's what I did when I got home. I got home. I had my mood for, like, fucking 10 minutes. And my girlfriend told me to shut the fuck up and stop being a baby about it, kind of. And, okay, I'm over it. I'm laughing about it, you know. And it's those moments, for me at least, that allow me to go, hey, dude, you're just a fucking person, and you're just doing the exact same thing everybody fucking else on the planet is doing, you're living, uh, you know, I have my things that I'm into that I like doing, these these podcasts, these projects, and I just, I'm here to have a good time, it's really what it comes down to, sometimes I have to self-reflect and beat myself up a little bit about it, tell myself those things, you know, make myself fucking work out, go and get choked out, and put myself in dangerous situations just so I can understand how fragile life really is. And in doing that, it helps me, I guess, develop myself a little bit better. Uh, and at least it makes me feel kind of good. 
you know? And uh, I think a lot of people are dealing with this, and I've talked about it before, and I think I'm finally understanding what it is. It's an identity thing. So I think I have a couple people i got to reach out to and talk to them. Oh, get ready, guys. I don't know. I don't want to fucking... I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, depressed or anything. I'm definitely not depressed. I'm thankful that you guys listen. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, okay, identity crisis. Done. I'm going to get into UFC 246 right now, guys. Uh, although I do want to touch on a couple things that um, I think are great, like, discussion points, and I'm probably going to try to bring them up at a later time. I don't know. I don't want to waste too much time. I'm fucking never mind. UFC 246. Pulling up the card. Here we go. Hope I'm a little bit more relaxed and tame for you guys today as well. I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting feedback constantly, and it's uh, I feel myself really like hunkering down, doing homework, and trying to uh, correct my ways in doing this podcast game. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, by the way, I got to give a shout out to a couple people. Shout out to Dana Ransom and Luke Erickson, two uh, lifelong friends. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even give descriptions. They're lifers. I've known these uh, two individuals since I was little in school, fucking up, doing weird things, being 10. Uh, and I've had them as friends for a very long time. And obviously we grow up, things happen, people move and live their lives. And, you know, I'm thankful because I've, I've tried staying connected to uh, all of my friends, you know, past, present, future. I try to just stay well connected in general and that's not something that I've always done and I'm not the best at it but I understand the importance of it and these are you know because of social media and the internet and everything I just talked about I'm fortunate enough to be able to keep in touch with just a lot of people uh but I don't always I don't always go out of my way to bring the podcast up because it's still this like I don't feel I don't really feel I don't know what this is yet, right? If anything has an identity problem, it's probably this fucking thing. Uh, so I just, I, I don't really like talking about this too much, but I do at the same time, but I'm not blasting it to just fucking everybody, right? But if you, if you know me, you know that I probably do a podcast. And they just, they reached out to me and gave me some genuine words about the podcast. And it was really fucking good to hear from them. And they both did it with literally within a day. And, you know, I get a lot of feedback and I, I, I get people that reach out to me about the podcast and I love all the feedback and I take it all, you know, feedback is a gift. I learned that some time ago and, you know, you can take a lot from anything anybody has has to say. You can take something from, uh, but you don't have to take it all. Remember that. Keep what's necessary, discard the rest. And for these two guys to do it or for this guy and gal, Dana and Luke, just to reach out to me out of nowhere, it just it, it, it touched the heartstrings a little bit because I did grow up with these guys, and they're just phenomenal people. I love you guys. Thank you for for doing that. And uh, you know, if you enjoy it, and you think somebody may enjoy it, share the podcast. Appreciate you guys so much. Anyways, we're getting into UFC 246, uh, and I am gonna start doing I think shoutouts. I don't know if that's like a cool thing or if people enjoy doing that, but. I'm going to put a rhyme or a reason as to why. I'm, sh- I'm just not going to shout people's names out. This is why I'm doing it. But uh, I think I do want to do like a share segment where, you know, if somebody's doing something cool or creative or an innovative, I can throw it out there and be like, hey, check these people out. Okay, so UFC 246. We are getting into the main card right now. I was going to go deep, uh, but I also didn't want to have it be this like fight related podcast uh 
and I didn't want it to be too much of the of of everything else with a lot of fight talk and just have it be a long-winded one so I'm just gonna cut like to the main points I'm gonna obviously talk about Cerrone and McGregor uh, I'm gonna make just a couple call outs of the card and then uh, go from there and I'm obviously going to be discussing it like all weekend. It's tomorrow night. So if you guys have the chance to listen to this before the fight, chime in. Let me know what you think. Let me know uh, what you thought about what actually does happen and uh, where we'll go from there. So starting off with the uh, undercard, you don't really have anything too exciting going on. Uh, you have Drew Dober as the first fight on the preliminary card. He's a killer. Um, and Tim Elliott and Andre Feely. So you got those guys to look out for. And then Macy Barber is the headliner against uh, Roxanne Modafari. Uh, Macy Barber is this up-and-coming star. She's been calling out Paige Van Zant. She is undefeated in the UFC right now, and she is killing it. And she's, I think, the highest uh, favorite, the highest betting favorite, uh, at least as of yesterday, they were the highest betting favorite, or she was, uh, going into this fight. I think a 1,000, minus 1,000, or uh, plus 1,000. So she's in the main event on the preliminary card, and then the uh, fight starts off, the main card starts off with Diego Fiera and Anthony Pettis. Uh, Anthony Pettis, I'm gonna, I'm pulling for him in that fight, I'm an Anthony Pettis fan, uh, wasn't always a Showtime fan, and he's just there's, uh, consistent, I, I, when I say I wasn't always a fan, I just didn't always cheer for him, but he's grown on me lately. And uh, I like I, I like Diego Fierro's chances if he can get it to the ground. Kenny Florian and John Anik were talking about that. Uh, and shout out to Ian Parker too, by the way, from the Anik Florian podcast. Uh, but yeah, they were talking about Anthony Pettis not having too much of like a ground defense. Which yeah, he can get kind of stuck up. He can get kind of or caught up, I guess, and can kind of I guess let people just do their way with him. But off his back, he's phenomenal. I mean, he tapped out Ben Ben Henderson. Uh, you know, he's tapped out, uh, Gilbert Melendez, like he's, he's good at jujitsu. Uh, I think he's just the, it's about if he can initiate it rather than if he gets taken down and he can defend and then, uh, have it become offensive. Um, so yeah, who knows, who knows there? Uh, we have Brian Kelleher versus Ode Osborne. I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about him. Uh, Maurice Green versus Alexi Olenek. Uh, Alexi Olenek, I think is going into a 75th fight. 76th fight, 77th, and he's in the 70s, uh, 49 wins and like 20-something losses, uh, some crazy number, he hits Ezekiel chokes like he fucking is peeing, it's like natural for him, uh, but Maurice Green's on a tear right now, and I think really uh, Olenix, uh, Anik and Florian were calling him out for his age. And I, I think that we that may be a factor. Um, and Maurice Green again, he's just a beast. He's really explosive, and I think he, if he if he keeps the pressure on Olenek and can just keep that like defense up, he can't get caught because again Olenek will hit an Ezekiel, uh, and he has knockout power. If, if if Maurice can just stay on the defensive, uh, maybe lay it on real early, real thick in the first round, probably get a knockout. Uh, if not, if he can again, if he can just kind of weather the storm or weather the attacks of uh, Alexi. I think he can probably come off with a W there. Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. Um, I'm going to go with Holly Holm on this one. Both, I think, Andrew and Andre. Shout out to Andrew and Andre. Uh, I think both of them called Pennington in the... Let me see, let me see. 
to see we get into it. Uh, yes, they both picked Pennington to win this fight against Holly Holm. And Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington fought the first time, and, or fought one time before, and Holly Holm won a split decision. Raquel Pennington is very dangerous and can definitely fuck Holly Holm up. A lot of people seem to question Holly Holm's, uh, like her, if she gets nervous or if she can like really let it go in the cage. She seems like she's stiff. She seems like she's uh, not comfortable in there. Maybe she's waiting for an opportunity but doesn't know when to attack. And I mean, yeah, I can see it. You know, in high pressure situations like the Ronda fight, she does well. Uh, I did think she won the um, the fight against Jermaine Durandame. Um You know, she has suffered some tough losses, getting choked out by uh, by Misha Tate. Uh, obviously, fucking Amanda Nunes fucked her up. Uh, Cyborg, right? Correct. Cyborg too. Yes. Did Amanda Nunes fight her? Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck. It's been rough. It's been rough. Um, you know, man. Maybe they're right. Maybe Pennington is gonna win. I'm changing my mind now. I think I am going to go Pennington. You guys won me over on that one. Fuck you. Uh, and then the main event, how can we forget? Cowboy Cerrone versus Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm not going to go into Conor's like, sexual assault stuff. I'm not going to go into any of that because I think that's like a whole other discussion. Uh, I am going to have Alex Assad on next week. Uh, and obviously he's the, my partner for uh, the working class violence, all the MMA fighting stuff. So we'll probably talk. Uh, McGregor a little bit more in depth there and we'll also have like our post thoughts on on this fight but going into this fight I just want to talk about the hype behind it um, and how I think it's going to go uh, I like that the fight is at 170 but I think it could have been done at 155 only because I mean this fight is a comeback fight for McGregor for sure and to give him someone formidable who can beat him. I don't want anybody to think that this is... I know that Cerrone is the underdog. And I don't know where these numbers are really coming from. But it should be closer than it is. Cerrone is very dangerous. And if the go if the fight goes to the ground, there's like a 90% chance Cerrone's going to finish it. If he can take McGregor down or at least initiate some sort of like ground action. I mean, Cerrone's a phenomenal jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, and I don't think Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu has, regardless of what Dylan Danis says, I don't think that McGregor's jiu-jitsu has really gotten any, I mean, it's gotten better, obviously, but I don't think he's, you know, going to be a night and day difference from what we saw against Khabib or from, uh, from Diaz, rather. You know, Khabib is on a whole other level, so let's just go the Diaz route, which happened to be two years prior to that. So in the last five, four or five years, I don't think McGregor's jiu-jitsu game is going to be, you know, impeccable. And if it is, if he does come in and, like, submit Cerrone out of nowhere, by the way, all McGregor's losses are by submission. Uh, if he comes in and uh, submits Cerrone, fuck, that's crazy. Like, well, okay. Well, I don't know where the fuck that's coming from. I think that's the last way this fight is going to end. This fight can end decision, knockout, draw, disqualification before it will end McGregor subbing Cerrone. Man, if that happens, that's going to be fucking crazy. Um, but I don't think it is. And yeah, so I don't, at the ground game from McGregor, hmm, I think it's a moot point. Cerrone's going to go in there uh he definitely can can stand and give 
McGregor issues in the pressure. I don't think he's going to come at McGregor with anything that McGregor's not familiar with or that he's not ready for. But I think if he can lay on, like when he was fucking up McDessie, when he hit fucking uh, Ellenberger with like that three-piece combo, I mean, there's no stopping Cerrone when he gets in that uh, that street fighter zone where he's hitting those combos like crazy. Uh, but if he comes in and tries to be too aggressive, that's where McGregor can be dangerous because McGregor can snipe you with the left hand. Uh, he's very good at the head movement, very good at uh, changing angles and then throwing the punches from like weird angles angles, so you don't see him coming. You saw that with Eddie Alvarez. Uh, you know, that's why this fight is fucking amazing, guys. I've been preaching this fight for since they said that it was a possibility times ago or however many months ago it was and it's just it's a fight that is a probably one of the biggest fights of all time because it's mcgregor on his comeback biggest star mma has ever seen uh arguably and you know all obviously all the all the uh, out of the cage antics and and shit that he's gotten into and all the problems he's caused are going to be noteworthy and you know can he bounce back can he have that success story can he come back to his fucking bread and butter and state claim as still being the best fighter in the world still being the fucking most mystical dude on the planet uh calling his shots and return to greatness or or it's not even it's not even a can Cerrone stop that it's can Cerrone now show up win the biggest fight of his fucking life and then and then some like for Cerrone he could retire with a victory tonight and it may be the greatest story of 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 fucking all time you know minus not getting the UFC strat he could fucking come in starch McGregor say I'm out I just got the biggest payday of my life my 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 life danger's life we're set and it could be fucking one of the greatest stories man you could write a fucking movie about that you know and he very well can what what's the Achilles heel here his fucking his big fight show up when he has big fights he tends to choke that's the one thing people call him out on is like hey when he has a big fight he doesn't show up tony ferguson i went on record in saying he blew his nose on purpose i'm not calling uh you know i'm not saying anything about cerrone at all ever but i mean you've been in the game so long you, you just have to know not to do that and I think he he didn't do it out of like I'm not saying he did it out of fear or anything uh, I think that in that moment you're just not he was he was defeated he was losing and out of desperation he had to be he had to go into that next round and be clear to go have nothing in his way and obviously he couldn't breathe or he couldn't see or something was going on with his nose hence why he fucking blew it uh, and you make that kind of mistake when you're fucking you're down down you're down you know and uh it was a costly error costing the fight obviously many i mean i believe that ferguson was going to finish the fight come that round or at least win it because it was a fucking mess you know cerrone had a great first round but to come in for that for that second round and take the beating like that and then almost get finished you know it's a tough call so you you know you have that instance i do think he showed up with a with a mike perry fight but again it wasn't a title fight it wasn't you know main event it wasn't this this you know hey this is your title shot this is the number one contender fight you know which happened with diaz you know it's happened with several other people and for cerrone to show up and take a victory is this man 
that's all you can ask for, you know? He gets to add another number to the fucking most most wins. He gets to add another number to the, you know, if he gets a knockout, the most knockouts. If it's the type of fight I think it's going to be, another fight night, fight of the night bonus, you know? Plus, he's making a ridiculous amount of money for this fight. He's got a Budweiser can being fucking tossed around Vegas right now. He has his own Budweiser can. Get the fuck out of my face, you guys. This is Donald Cerrone with a fucking Budweiser can about to fight Conor McGregor in the main event in UFC 246. ESPN Plus, I'm not a plug for him, but you better be watching this fucking fight. If you're not watching it on ESPN Plus, I may know a way, but I promise not to Brendan Shabbat, so uh, holla at your boy. Um, I think that might be wrapping it up, guys. One of the topics I did want to touch on a little bit that I'm going to leave for another episode is uh, free speech. And the reason I wanted to talk about the free free speech is uh, obviously I want to freshen up a little bit and go a little bit deeper and actually have some educated thought behind this. Um, But I was reading an article yesterday uh, about Google's top 100 ads uh, or uh, YouTube's top 100 ads on uh, their... their, Was it YouTube? I'm looking at it right now. Sorry, I just literally wrote all this shit down, guys. Uh, yeah, it was Google. Um, no, or was it fucking YouTube? Why did I not write? Come in? Oh, nobody's knocking here. I don't understand why I didn't write this down. I'm sure it was YouTube. I know the suspense is killing you guys because they're doing video ads. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was YouTube, a hundred companies off of a uh, hundred, co- I guess a hundred like major companies. So we're talking Samsung, we're talking Dell, we're talking like yeah, you name it. This company was probably there. They were probably on this list, but anyways, uh, misinformation videos, so like flat earth, climate change, shit like that, uh, their products were being put in the monetized ads that were showing before the videos. Uh, so having, from my understanding, YouTube monetizing your videos, uh, the ads, obviously the companies pay to have their ads on there. The ads are what is supposed to generate the revenue for the people posting the videos. YouTube is the one that approves the ads. These companies weren't aware that their ads were being used to basically promote like climate denier videos. I mean, is it a big deal? I mean, yeah, it's an ethical thing. Figure that out. But uh, you know, that's it's crazy to me because in that process, YouTube is able to have. Uh, you know, a little bit of a say in what they will share and what they will post, you know, and if you have a video that breaks their guidelines or, uh, you know, breaches their policies, they'll, they'll, they'll demonetize you, they'll kick you off, you know, Rogan and his whole crew talk about that all the time. And so in a way that's kind of, uh, that's kind of censoring, right? That's a form of censorship. That's a form of uh, censoring speech, if you will, or being, being, having the ability and the freedom to to share your thoughts and your ideas. And I was just curious as to where free speech sits for everybody. Uh, you know, and I think that that's something that if you were really to, people talk a lot about the free speech thing. And I think if you were to have people really sit and marinate on it, which I encourage you guys to do, I, I'm, I have been in the free time that I've been able to, but at the same time, like it's on my list to really sit down and, hey, what does free speech mean to me? Uh, you know, I'm taking journalism. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my degree in journalism. 
and these the ethics classes and the law classes and it's hey guys you know there's people think that there's like a universal law or a universal real rule and there's there's not you know these rules and these laws and these things that are in place are because people agree upon them and they're willing to uh, hold people accountable when they don't and they're willing to uphold them and and be true to them and you know uh, free speech is something that we have the, the the privilege to have and the privilege to take advantage of you know to an extent obviously right you can't yell fire in a in a movie theater or something like that uh you know but we we try to we try to make the most out of the free speech that we have and that we're allowed to have it it is freedom of speech and we are definitely privileged to be able to take advantage of it the way that we do and it's just you know i don't know where i draw that line do, are you do you allow people that are climate change deniers flat earthers uh sandy hook deniers shit like that or do you allow them to have a platform alex jones is a great example you know he's been completely removed you know that's so it's free speech i want you guys to think about it i want you guys to marinate on it a little bit um because that's going to be a topic for one of my next solo episodes. I promise to come in more educated. I promise to come in and not sound like a babbling fool, guys. I wasn't planning on discussing it. Uh, but yeah, there's that. Free speech. Talked about UFC. Uh, oh, speaking of amendments, Second Amendment. Uh, Virginia passed that like uh, red flag law, right? Where they could uh, ban AR-15s and a couple other different types of i think assault weapons or, or uh, accessories for assault weapons and people went fucking ham on that man you fucking try to do you try to get something past a fucking anybody i guess nowadays and they will come after you so i got a, a message on my phone two days ago that virginia the capital of virginia was under a state of emergency because uh a armed militia and i do that in quotation marks was a apparently on their way to the capitol to protest this red flag law that they're trying to pass this red flag bill and uh sure enough they got rid of it uh and it wasn't because an armed militia showed up it was uh, i guess thousands from the one article that i read uh thousands of people showed up and uh basically voiced their opinion a little bit of a protest a little bit of a, of a call to action there and virginia decided to ixnay the bill um so for the people that say that hey uh, standing up for something and taking action doesn't change anything. It absolutely fucking does. Look at Virginia and the Second Amendment, baby. <sighs> Big exhale, guys. I think we're done. Uh, what do I have coming up? Nothing other than some episodes and some guests. I will have Alex Assad in here next week. He has a jiu-jitsu match coming up uh, February 15th for Sub FC out here in Austin, Texas. We're going to talk post- UFC 246, obviously, uh, and more fight, jiu-jitsu, MMA-related stuff. Uh, if you are in the Austin area and you need a tattoo, check out Alex. It is Asad Tattoo, A-S-A-D Tattoo on Instagram. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Alex Asad or Asad Tattoo on Facebook. Other bullshit. Um, we talked circle. We talked identity crisis. We're not talking politics, impeachment people. Can you believe that bullshit impeachment? I'm not saying bullshit because I don't believe in the impeachment. I just think that it's fucking all nonsense. All politics is nonsense right now. Uh, going into 2020, obviously it's election year. 
definitely something that I recommend taking action in, guys. If you're not following up on some sort of shit that's going on in the political scene and you're not caring about it, uh, I highly recommend it because it impacts your life. And I know a lot of people that are uh, very passionate about the things that are going on right now. And, um, you know, I'm, it's always nice when you can have healthy discourse and uh, just, you know, understand that we're humans uh, with differences, but there's always room for compromise in those differences, I think. And uh, if not, then there's at least room for understanding. And, you know, I think that's what we all need right now, a little bit of understanding. Welcome to 2020. Uh, I am Brian Kern of Brian of Death on Instagram, of Brian of Death on Twitter, uh, the Common Chaos on Instagram, the Common Chaos on Twitter, commonchaos.net. Still have the free merch going on, guys. It was so successful. I'm going to keep it until I run out. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I ordered a bunch of extra merch for, um, you know, for the website and to just basically take to festivals and to, to try to do like a, like a, a push for it, right? And try to get it. And realistically, all I want is you guys talking about this thing. All I want is you guys uh, listening and enjoying it and engaging with me. And uh, you've done a fantastic job. So to uh, so thank you guys. I'm giving away free merch. All you have to do is sign up for my email list. I'm not going to do this forever. I'm not going to do this for fucking ever. All right. Uh, but and I'm also running out. I've already told one person no on a size. And I've only got three different designs and the main sizes. So if you want free merch, go sign up for my email list. I'm not going to spam you. You're going to get notifications when a new episode drops. That's it. Um, Yeah, and it's free. All you have to do is sign up. Drop me your design of choice and your size in the comments as you sign up for the email list. Uh, everything's there. All you have to do is go to my website. You got the little click button. You can go to the merch page, check out the designs. Uh, if you try to buy a shirt, it actually tells you, no, motherfucker, they're free. Go hit that email list. Sign up. Get some merch. Dana, yours is on the way. Luke, yours is on the way. Andrew, Andre, shout out for your fight predictions. Uh, yeah. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. CommonChaos.net.